In a world with only hot takes, two college friends try to cool down sports media. Join Jack and Jared every week as they tackle the biggest stories in the NFL and give the reasonable football analysis you won't hear anywhere else. Welcome to 710 Sports. Welcome back to 710 Sports with Jack and Jared. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 11 and a half. Uh, episode 11 was last week, but we had some major technical difficulties and we're unable to upload. So this is going to be our episode 11 and a half. And today we're going to talk about the week four um, of the NFL season, specifically the Ravens and Bills game, as well as the Bengals and Dolphins game. We have our usual strikes and splits segment and also a new zone blitz segment where we go through topics a little bit quicker um, than usual. So that we can head on a bunch of things, um, as if as if you're a quarterback and you're and you're being blitzed, you know. Ex- exactly. You, that's you the, know less time. There you go. That I I can't imagine that anyone's ever called a quick segment uh, a blitz before uh, in all of NFL <laughs> media. So this is really you're getting only the original concepts. But I'll tell you what, you are going to get an original concept, a slightly original concept concept on Wednesday because Jack is working on Jack P's pin setter. Uh, <laughs> Which is going to be basically this podcast's rankings, and and, and Jack's going to do them. Our tier list, power P's. rankings, something like yes, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a pin setter because it's bowling themed. Got to got to keep the theme. Got to keep it constant. Got, got to. Can't confuse anyone. Um, right. So basically, uh, that's what we that we're, what uh, that's what we have for today. Before we get into the first. Ravens Bills game, Jack. Do you have any just general uh, thoughts about Week Four? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I definitely had a couple takeaways. Uh, one big takeaway was, and this is also something obviously that I'm so, something that I've th- thought about more after kind of working on that tier list that will be coming next episode. Uh, and that is, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of teams that I feel like I don't feel like there's that many teams I feel confident about. I feel like really strong about. You know, because even some of the games, and obviously we'll get into them. Obviously, like especially Bills Ravens that that you'll mention. One takeaway that, that like one thing I felt like about with that was when a game is kind of a close skate. Like when when a game's like that, big comeback. In some of those big comeback games between two good teams, I don't know what to think of that. Because when I see a good team, you know, give like like allow the comeback to happen, and another good team kind of letting themselves get into a position where they need to come back like that. I could just see, you know, I can, it makes me some, somewhat wary, but, but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that with a lot of the, a lot of the teams, I don't feel like, like the saints it was the saints Vikings game. It was a very close game. And I don't feel like, you know, I feel like there are a lot of unconvincing wins. That's, that's all put. I feel like there are a lot of unconvincing wins or there were some convincing wins, but there are a lot of unconvincing wins. I felt like this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're only four weeks in, but you think we would have a better idea. Even if you look at the <laughs> the top and the bottom, you would say, wow, some of the worst teams in the leagues, uh, you know, maybe the Jets or something, but they actually got a win over the Steelers this they week. Won. They're two and, and then two. You say Kansas City looked really, really good this week, but remember they lost, they lost the, Colts the Colts last week. So, yeah, yeah. it's um, it is kind of weird like that, but – um, another team that I'm a little bit um, wary on is the Buffalo Bills, um, but they got a win this weekend against the Ravens uh, in the one o'clock hour. They won 23-20. It was a bit of a messy game, and uh, it was raining quite a bit. There was not a ton of offense. Both quarterbacks who are two of the best in the league, uh, the MVP frontrunners, um, they had only about 200 yards. Um, Josh Hill had 213. Yeah. Lamar had 144 in the air. Um, they combined for two TDs and three ints um, across the two of them. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was tough because of the conditions, but neither team offensively played super well. The Bills defense gave up 20 in about the first quarter and a half and then didn't let Baltimore score again. Um, and Baltimore held the Buff- Buffalo's offense to 23 somehow, which I would have thought was impossible considering what they've given up in the weeks prior. Jack, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, the Patriots gave up more. 
my thoughts on this game, I felt like I had a couple couple big takeaways. I mean, for one thing, I mean, I mean, I feel like a lot of times we noticed this other weeks. I feel like a lot of times when Josh Allen runs, he does not seem afraid of getting hurt, which mm. which has its positives and its negatives. But I was seeing him fight fight for the end zone, fight fight for the first down, seeing some of that. Um, I mean, yeah, like um, some other notes I had. Lamar Jackson looked really good in the open field. There are a couple periods where he like. It, like him running and it's like oh this is like a third and long this is a third and long and he's going to convert it anyway because he gets it into an open field they're only rushing four he can run get into the field that um i think the uh i know there's yeah i mean i mean i mean i really feel, feel like what i said earlier that a lot of people will point to the ravens defense for letting them make that comeback but at the same time at the same time, the Ravens' offense didn't score any points in the second half, and it's yep. the same thing people were saying. People were put all the blame, put all the blame on the Ravens' defense for the loss against Miami when they barely got anything going on offense in the second half of that game, other than Lamar Jackson obviously having a super good like eighty-yard touchdown run. That aside, the Ravens' offense in that game didn't get anything done in the second half, and in this game, they didn't get anything done in the second half, and. I mean that isn't to say that that that, that isn't to say that the defense is, is good or is great or whatever, but it is just the kind of uh, it's a troubling sign for them that now multi they've now have two of these games where there's been a big comeback, big comeback game in division like in conference as well, which is obviously big for for playoff standings and so on, and they've they they've given up these big comebacks both defensively giving up the points and offensively not not keeping in it. And yeah, the, and the the fact that the Bills got this far down, the Bills secondary being banged up, like I can see, I know, I know you'll probably talk about be slightly negative on the Bills, so I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll let you do that. But yeah, well, I I agree. It's a little perplexing for the Ravens, um, like because when you watch the game, Lamar Jackson kind of gets whatever he wants, even yeah, in this game, yeah. even in the second it half. It looks so good. Yeah, they they were not containing him. Like he could yeah. run. He passed the ball pretty well, but they made mistakes oftentimes. Sometimes stall, uh, drives did stall, or sometimes and it just they wouldn't convert to a yeah, it wouldn't convert to, to points, to points. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and that's kind of what happened in this game, um, or through mistakes like interceptions and stuff like that. But they were um, they were up right. Uh, no, they, they were tied twenty twenty uh, with with the ball. They had driven all the way down the field had gotten to the two yard line and went for it on fourth down. And that's another example of, you know, they turn over on downs on fourth down. People are killing Harbaugh for that call. I like that call. You're playing against the bills and the and Josh Allen, you know, that with, they gave him like, they would have had three, four minutes or something left. Josh yeah. Allen was going to be able to get in the field goal range anyway. So you're just, you're basically saying I either want to win or lose. I don't want to tie and like have to play in overtime. Yeah. You're just saying, I'm just going to, go for the win here or at the, because if you score the TD, then you make Josh Allen have to score a TD himself, which clearly I think he could have. Um, and the bills offense yeah. could have, because they got, they basically walked all the way down to the end and then <laughs> kneeled it out to the field goal. But, um, but yeah, so that's a little bit weird because like I said, Lamar Jackson looks so good um, that, that their offense isn't really performing in the second half. At least it's also, it just is clear to me from watching this game when the bill, the bills sort of spotted the Ravens, a couple of easy scores with some turnovers early and then gave them that lead going into halftime. The Ravens are up 17 and they can't get this win. That just shows that they're not like it in total offense, defense, whoever you want to blame the coach, they're just not as good as the bills. I mean, this is not yeah. the first time it's happened because it happened to my, like against Miami as well. So yeah. how can uh, they, how can they, they give up 17 point leads twice? They were only up 10 at the half, but yeah, I believe they scored. Um, it, it, they were up 17 and I believe it was, I think the bills got like a last, like it was like a touchdown to close the half sort of thing. It was, I think a very late in the half touchdown. You know what? You're right. Sorry. Half, my notes, 10. but my notes say with three minutes lead. left, with three minutes left. Yeah, in the second exactly. Quarter, they were up 20 exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was very, it was very late touchdown. Yeah. I mean, and one other thing, just kind of side note, what, I know one of Lamar Jackson's picks not wasn't his fault, but it was a. I remember it was a deflection off the line. It was one of those things like which obviously still the quarter, still the quarterback's responsibility, still a good defensive play. But 
like it was a deflection and then the ball's up in the air and like, Oh, who gets it? You know, that it was one of those uh, that the bills ended up getting, but, but, but still, yeah. I mean, I mean, but that's just one of those kind of things just by, even though they were looking really good on offense, like they were, it was looking like he was getting whatever he wants that just kind of small things like that can turn points into not points, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's, we really, it was a close game. And the difference was in the last two drives, the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson, I will put on Lamar Jackson because they had third and goal and fourth and goal, and they put the ball in his hands twice. He ran, scrambled, tripped on third down, and didn't get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And on fourth, they pressured him out of the pocket, and he threw an interception. Um, whereas Josh Allen, with four minutes left, drove down the field, got them in position to score the easy field goal to win. And that's really just what it came down to. Yeah. You know, in a close I think game. it was a lot of running, though. I remember that's when what I took. Uh, one, one note I wrote down was that on that last drive, I felt like there's a lot of running. The Bills' run game looked pretty good on that last, yeah. like at least at least on the last drive. But yeah, yeah, and 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 for a Bills team who hasn't won a close game in seven close games, I believe that was the statistic they were throwing around. <laughs> they were either blowing yeah, people out or losing in close games, and this was a close game that they won. So maybe maybe they're better than I'm giving them credit for, mm-hmm. uh, or I have previously gave them credit for. So now we're gonna jump to the. Dolphins and Cincinnati Bengals game. This is a game that you wanted to highlight. Let me just set up kind of what happened in general, and you can start with your analysis. So the Bengals won 27-15 in the 1 o'clock hour um, on Sunday. The big story of the game, of course, is that Tua was in playing, was uh, sacked, and ended up severely injured on the field uh, with a concussion. Uh, There's controversy about whether he was concussed in the Sunday game. Oh, wait, this was Thursday. My bad. Why, what am I thinking? This was Thursday night. Um, was Thursday, but, but in the Sunday game before. Yeah. In the Sunday game before, he had been injured. but And then this Thursday, or of the Thursday of week four, is when he was um, you know, sacked and, and severely injured and went to the hospital. Supposedly, he's okay. Um, he was just ruled out today. Oh, actually, I got the notification <laughs> saying, McDaniels has ruled out Tua. Like, oh, really? You, you think so? The dude was like passed out on the field, dead. <laughs> And you're, oh, I'm you glad that Sunday. you ruled them out. Are you, are you kidding me? Don't want to get too much into the weeds with that because we're going to actually have somebody come on and talk a little bit more about the medical side of it on the next episode. So, but basically Miami was in a close fight with the Bengals up until then. Then they lost, lost control of the game. Um, Teddy Bridgewater came in and tried to make it happen, but couldn't. And Joe Burrow um, and the Bengals on Thursday night were able to put it together and win the game and go and now and then go to two and two, whereas Miami falls to three and one with their first loss of the season. What are your thoughts on this game, Jack? Yeah, I mean, for one thing, I felt like the uh, well, whew, there are a couple of thoughts I had. I mean, the first thought was that I think this is a very important game for the Bengals. I know we had talked about this. I know Tony Gonzalez. I felt like I saw get a bit of heat for kind of saying that Tua needed to prove himself with this game, or that the Dolphins had to prove themselves with this game or something like that. I saw some people saying, oh, like, but he's already, he's already done it. I definitely think this was, um, and it's, that's why the injury is even more unfortunate, but I felt like this, that's why, like we said last week, this would be a really important game because, because it would be another chance that I felt like the, the Dolphins performance offensively in the Patriots and the Bills, neither of those look, looked super good against the Ravens. Obviously they made stage a super big comeback, Tons of yards, like five touchdown passes, like obviously great there. But the Patriots game, as I talked about so long ago, their offense is not like great uh, there. It was just, it felt like, I mean, one of those touch, like a 40 yard touch, I know I'll cover this, but like 40 yard touchdown pass was a complete Patriots, just guys like, like literally butting heads, literally running into each other, which yes, was obviously, and that even being set up by the Patriots having to take an injury timeout because someone got hurt, which obviously does not take away that much, but it takes away a bit. It takes away like that, like guy, guys running into each other to set up the touchdown kind of takes away that 40 yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I think Kyle, Duck, I, I don't know if he got hurt in that play, but getting hurt, hurt on one of those plays, but that, and, and the bills was a super close game where they got out, out yarded everything. Like they, they, they just, they won. Like it was a, it was a real, grindy game a real close you know in the trenches sort of game where the bills got a ton of more yards it's not like that was a impressive offensive performance by the dolphins that's why i thought this game was really important for both teams and it's unfortunate 
it's it's definitely very unfortunate for the Dolphins that they didn't get to kind of you know show too much one way or the other with Teddy Bridgewater. He looked okay. I mean, as, as okay as a backup's going to look, but you know, obviously not enough to win. I felt like for the Bengals though, it was definitely very big. Where offensively, they got to put up more points than the Bills did, more points than the Patriots did. Um, not not as many points as the Ravens, but still, you know, they got to put up a fair amount of points. Uh, they got to just offensively looked great. T. Higgins, I believe that's his name. Uh, he looked great to kind of compliment Jamar Chase. That was, you know, that two wide receiver ones. Um, defensively, they looked good. The biggest thing I wanted to highlight about this game and about the Bengals, and why I'm very hopeful about the Bengals after kind of winning the last two games they've played, uh, is la- the first couple of games, right? Remember, after the first two games, I think he was sacked 11 times. However many times he was sacked, I remember the projection. If he continues being sacked this many times, he will be sacked over a hundred times by the end of the season. That was like if you projected <laughs> out the first two games. If you average out and project the first two games over a hundred times, last season was he sacked a ton, and it was like sixty-eight or something, if I remember right. It was around there, sixty-six. This the past two games, the second two games, he was sacked twice against the Jets and only once against Miami. And Miami, they sacked the Patriots multiple times. They used yeah, the first they have a pick good on defensive line. line. Yeah, they have a good defensive line. Joe Burrow was only sacked once. The running game, I felt like when I was first watching the watching the run game looked looked pretty good for the Bengals. Then I checked the stat sheet at the end of the game, and they were averaging I think it was two and a half yards a carry. Yeah, not not sure why that's happening. I, I know that happened last season too, but but like that I think is big, right? Because that was always the thing that's happened in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that that Joe Burrow could not have time, and yes, it's how he plays, but he just wasn't having time anyway. So I think for for them to be able to put up the offensive line performance and that continuing to gel together, even though they've only beat the Jets and the Dolphins, I think those are the two teams they've beaten, I still am very hopeful. I think this game was very big for them. Because even even if Tua was in, even if Tua played the whole game, I don't think the Dolphins win. I think the Bengals win anyway, even with Tua in. I mean, obviously, that's my own take. Like, that's my own opinion. Obviously, that's speculation. But mm-hmm. I I guess I, I'm curious about your thoughts here. What do you think if, if, if Tua stayed in the whole game? If he didn't get like obviously if he still maybe had whatever ankle slash back injury or whatever from from the previous week, uh, if he stayed in, do you think they would have scored how many fifteen to twenty seven, uh, twelve more points or more than twelve or like you how how do you think that would have changed the game? I yeah, guess the I breakdown in the second half was the breakdown in the second half was Miami scored three in the second half and the Bengals scored thirteen. So, um, even with that. Um, you know, the Bengals were leading, were leading just barely at half. Um, and I think Tua was out in the second quarter, right? Um, at least part, uh, yes, at some time in the second, I quarter. believe so. So I, I think it would have been closer and Miami yeah. has shown this season that they have been good in the close games. Now, maybe that's just, yeah. you know, head, you know, if you flip a coin three times, there are chances <laughs> that it's all going to come up heads. And um, maybe in this game, it just didn't for them. But I, I don't know. I'm not, I won't speculate on what would have happened yeah, if Tua was still. And what I will say is that you really took the analysis uh, right, out, right out of my notebook because um, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing about how the Bengals' offensive line have seemed to hold up a lot better in the last two weeks, specifically this week, against a, like a good defensive line. Yeah. One sack, and everyone was saying, hey, it might just take time for these offensive linemen to – figure out how to work together and play together. That could be right. That offensive line gives good protection, good enough that he can throw down the field. Then this is going to be the Bengals team that everybody, including myself, was anticipating going into the season. Um, I had them going to the Super Bowl. So, But they do still have to clean it up a bit. Obviously, yeah. it would be nice that they had a run game. But yeah, yeah, very, um, very reliant on the deep pass. I get, that's not something I wrote down, but, but like one feeling I had at the end of that game was that they were – very it was very big like very reliant on that deep pass game which i know is what they had last like last year or two and it's not i i like it you know it's a it's an entertaining enough enough thing but maybe. they are 100 percent reliant on that deep pass game that's that's their offense and uh and i and i've said it before on this podcast that if they could really j- get joe burrow and these receivers to you know be able to do the whole short route stuff then they can make that offensive line look better um, and maybe they've been doing that a little bit this the last couple of weeks. Maybe that's what's helped. But all right, so let's jump into strikes and splits. Um, so this is our segment where we talk about the best things that happened during the week, like strikes, 
in bowling and um, the worst things like seven ten splits. So I'll, I'm going to start with um, a strike. We've got – I saw this play. I could not believe it. I, I unfortunately was watching the Denver uh, Las Vegas Raiders game. And these teams are terrible. Let me get this straight. Now, I was I was right on Denver. I was right on Denver. Um that I didn't think that they was gonna they were gonna be good. I was wrong on the Raiders. I thought that they were gonna be very good, a playoff team. One of these teams I mean, the Broncos are three and one, but they have played bad in every game. Yes, their defense <laughs> is playing pretty good. So but their but their there, offense looks There are terrible. a lot of bad three and one teams. I know we'll get there, but there are a lot of yeah, bad I mean, three and one it, teams. They're, they're, they're doing the same thing that the Cowboys are doing. The defense is really good, but the offense is terrible. The only difference is they paid Russell Wilson, you know, $300 million over the next six years or something. And, I mean, I guess Dak did that too, but he's not playing right now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Rush. anyway, not to, that's a whole separate thing. But somehow the Raiders and, and, and only person playing worse than Russell Wilson is Derek Carr. And I only said because I watched him and it's just, I don't know. He just just doesn't know what he's doing. So my strikes, my strike and split are both from this game. We'll start with the strike. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he gets this ball. He runs to the left and the line kind of collapses on him. He's got like three or four guys right in his face. And he basically makes one cut right and kind of forward. And then, spin moves in the middle of it, like in the middle of the whole like line, he spin moves like into the middle of it from the left and then just like cuts it back out uh, to the left. So it was kind of like out to into out with a spin move in there and just put on the jets and went. And I swear, I mean, with all the action going on, it was one of the best runs I'd seen in a long time where he's basically should have been tackled for a couple yard loss and ended up being a, 43 yard run um and if he could have just beat like a safety or a cornerback he would have been all the way so that was a that was a really great run and then i i'm just gonna go right to the split because i'm, yeah. I'm already there you should you should you should um, the same game so light and a seven ten split yeah so the seven ten split is Derek carr <laughs> played really bad the entire game i don't know what the statistics look like but i watched the game <laughs> And he just seems out of sorts. I don't know if it's the offense. It's Supposedly this McDaniels offense is pretty complex. It's pretty complicated. Don't know if that's what you you know from being a Patriots fan for years. Yeah, it's years. just a Patriots thing. You know, You know, it's been really complex, really. You got a very high IQ to be a Patriots right. fan. So, right. So, and you so, know, just part of that. And maybe they just haven't figured it out yet. And I hope so because I think that the Raiders were going to be – I thought that they were going to be really good. Um but yeah, they're throwing this like tight end screen, I think, or it might have been like a, it was some sort of screen. I think maybe a wide receiver screen, and it's like the slot receiver goes out for the screen, um, and but it's it's kind of the screen gets blown up, right? It's like the defense mm. is kind of all over it. The linebackers yeah, have come into it's play. It's like Madden. It's like Madden, right? And and the more importantly, like the contain left uh, end, uh, like the the left guard yeah, yeah. has sort of yeah, shifted out. And has and and him and the lineman are going at it right in front of where the receiver is. So they the it seems like I don't know maybe it was just strictly a wide receiver screen and the linemen weren't supposed to go out, but it all happened so fast. <laughs> and then basically the the two linemen, um, offensive and defensive linemen on the end, were completely blocking the throwing lane for Derek Carr to get it to the <laughs> receiver, and. Derek Carr throws it anyway. I swear to God, just throws it directly at the two linemen. So much so that it bounced off of the Broncos uh, lineman's chest. I think it was Chubb. He, it just bounced off his chest while he was engaged in a block. Like they're they're literally blocking, yeah, and he man. didn't catch it because his his hands are busy. on the offensive line. <laughs> and and. But and it it was like the equivalent of like a ten like a ten yard pass left to right. It wasn't like it was like Der Derek Carr couldn't have yeah. possibly not seen them. Like, <laughs> they were right in front of him. Dude. Yeah, had to had to put on his glasses there. Yeah, and it just was like, what is going on, man? I just. Oh my god, it's a loser. <laughs> no, that 
That is a loser. Hey, yeah. they put up 32. I did not realize they put up 32 points that game. I knew they won, but I thought it was more like a 23-16, but it hey, was a 20 I watched it, and I can't believe they put it up. They put up that many points. I mean, <laughs> all right, so what do you got Maybe for we'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll I guess I, another I guess strike. I, Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you have? No, you can, uh, I can talk about it too. I also watched enough of that. Enough of that yeah. game. I know you can. You can add on. Uh, yeah, but you know, for next strike, we had the Giants winning despite being out of quarterbacks. There you go. <laughs> they 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 ran out of quarterbacks. They Danny Dimes got hurt. Their backup, whoever it is, I I forget his name. Tyrod Taylor. He got hurt. Oh yeah, Tyrod Taylor. You know, pre- pretty good backup. He got hurt. <laughs> Uh, you know, and and then they still they still pull out the game, but didn't they 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 went into Wildcat? They were starting to play. Danny Dimes had to stand stand as a receiver out because he was the only one who could get the plays from the booth or something like that. Yeah, and then so he was there in the huddle to, to relay the plays, but Saquon was the one was the Taking one standing like at, at, at the direct snap. He, he didn't when, he didn't when, attempt to pass though. Didn't look like it. Kind of disappointed, but uh, well, so it's smart. That's that's why they won. That's why they won despite having all quarterbacks hurt. <laughs> and and this was this was they only kind of ran that like wild card thing with Saquon at the helm uh for like half a drive because it was basically Tyrod was driving him down the field, he got to <laughs> midfield and he was running and just got absolutely blasted. Um like oh. while he was running just like concussion like not knocked out but man yeah, it was big, a massive hit. Big and hit, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like what it's tough when your your second string guy is the injury prone guy because if if he if he goes in, he's going to be coming out. And they didn't they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan. And next thing Not you know, plan C. Well, I, I don't know. It just honestly it was crazier to me that they had they I think I if I was the coach, I might have like let Saquon keep doing the direct snap thing because they're they're toting after that first drive they they got out of the wildcat and they just had Daniel Jones in shotgun passing the ball off just just standing there I don't think he attempted yeah. a pass his yeah, ankle yeah, he, was like wrapped ankle, over his yeah. cleat it was like it was like wrapped up over his cleat you yeah. could see it I was like they're really playing this guy out here right now like. <laughs> I was like, get why, the punter out a, there. Give 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 someone else the helmet or whatever you need to be, put in no quarterback. Just have Saquon keep taking the direct snaps and and you know put, put in another wide receiver, put in an extra lineman. The Patriots ran six linemen during their game. Just put in six linemen at all times. Yeah, you know, d- yeah. Just do uh, just yeah. run like every run play, like every run package you have. But you know what? This is why we're sitting here and we're they not won. on the Giants yeah, coaching yeah. staff. Yeah, um, they which, won. Although- the giant. The Giants are three and one. <laughs> Yeah, they are. The, Gi- the Giants are three and one. The Patriots are one and three. You know. Oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm. Well, oh yeah, and that's our actually gets to our next seven ten split here. Yeah. What do you got? And that was uh, during the pa- Patriots, the Patriots uh, Packers game. There were I had two kind of ideas. One that I know. I'm going to mention because I don't think there'll really be another chance to talk about it. But I didn't like, as watching that game, watching the overtime, I did not like how the Patriots on third and five, starting their third string quarterback, rookie, he played played okay for his first NFL game ever at Lambeau Field against the Packers. Like, he played pretty good considering that. But they went third and five in, in enemy territory, in Packers territory, not the red zone, but Packers territory. They went with five wide. They went like so much of the game. They were they were relying on the run. The hand, most of his bigger passes were dudes that were wide open. Like mm-hmm. like I I could have made that pass. Like that's how open, right? Like, which is fine, right? Right. And, and and it's not taking away from from him doing pretty well in his debut. But like we're gonna put this on this third and five. We're like 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 this. Like we're not in field goal range yet. We're like six yards away from field goal range. We're gonna go. Like, like we're going to go five wide, you know, you know, for this guy, we're not going to do, we're not, we're not going to just keep running it. The running's been working pretty well for most of the game. They were averaging over five yards a carry. I think they ended like both running backs on the Patriots. I think, I think they ended up ending more something in the 4.8 range, but like Patriots running game looked pretty good. I really think they should have ran it there. I think trying to pass there, not, not great. I think they should have just tried running it third and five. Hopefully you get to fourth and two. 
run it on fourth and two. <laughs> right. You know, as opposed to doing that and then punt it. And I think they punt. I think it was even a touchback when they punted it. I forget. I, I'm not sure if they even got to pin them or not. But either way, that was one thing. I felt like generally the offensive scheming seems okay that game. It seemed better than it had been. Matt Patricia had, had seemed to cook something up half decent. They were moving the ball enough for a team on their third string quarterback. But still, uh, what I did decide on the split was Rodgers' Rogers passing was looking kind of sus. It was looking kind of not very good. There were a lot of mm-hmm. – maybe it was his passing – Maybe it was the it was like the the plays being drawn up, but there were a lot like their running back stuff were tearing the Patriots apart the first drive, first drive or two. Yeah, Jones and then they, good. yeah, and and like and then they they just kept going for these crate on like on like first and first and ten sort of thing, like on like 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 the start start out drives they were it would be Rogers throwing like two deep balls in a row, two deep balls complete misses in a row. <laughs> Like and like, what's going on? Even even if that's Devonte, I don't I, I don't know if those I, I don't know if those turn into things like like why are we like what's the game plan here? These these screen passes stuff, screen passes, jet sweeps, that sort of stuff's tearing the Patriots apart, and they're mm-hmm. just going deep pass after deep pass. Uh, that that was just kind of confusing to me. And and Rogers like part of it was that, but part of it was he, he was missing a fair amount of passes. I'm curious about his his score about his 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 stat line i'm gonna pull it up very quick he was 21 for 35 but it looked worse than that it looked worse 21 for 35 i mean that's that's actually that's actually sub 66 percent but it was not looking good he like 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 it like it was it was not looking super good especially when they had almost 200 yards rushing <laughs> they, they had almost 200 yards rushing and they were, weren't able to get more in the pass game I don't know. And it was so Seems close. You, you're starting a third and, string and rookie so quarterback and you can you're yeah. you're barely beating it, the Patriots. I think if, if Mac Jones is in that game, I think they win. I think the Patriots definitely win. Even with even though P- Mac Jones might be more turnover prone than Billy Zapp, he didn't throw any picks. But still, I mean like I would have much rather had Mac Jones in that third and five throw, you know, like like if like, like I think if I think if they start Mac Jones, I think the Packers lose this game, which is su- surprising. Which, which I think is worth mentioning. I was considering highlighting this game just because it was such a big. Uh, the the spread was so big; it was nine and a half or ten and a half, depending when yeah. you took it, depending where you take it. Like, and 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 to to to, to for it to come this close for the game, I think the Patriots had could have could have won this game, but it was an easily winnable game, and it was you know, yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, very, very uh, a, a bad sign for the Packers. I think this is a moral loss for the Packers, even though they won. Did not, did yeah. not look super great. No, I agree. I, I agree. I, I was shocked too. I thought, I thought we agreed that we thought that the spread was pretty large, but I didn't expect it to be nearly as close. It was a great game, though, um, from everything I could tell. I did not watch it because I was too busy watching Denver Raiders. <laughs> um, unfortunately, so two teams but, uh, mar- marginally better or yeah, marginally by, worse by choice. Way. By choice, I could, you know, I, but <laughs> you could have watched either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, so now, sort of to wrap up the podcast, we're gonna do zone blitz, zone blitz, and then we're gonna do our stats question. So zone blitz is gonna go fast here. Okay, so basically, you're gonna have we're I'm gonna quickly uh, ask a question, and we're both gonna quickly answer it. Okay, so we do yeah. have the questions in front of us. So it's not going to be completely. It's not going to be completely off the cuff. Maybe a little bit more off the cuff for Jack, it seems. But <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna try to keep it nice and nice and succinct here. So uh, here we go. Zone blitz. The first question in Seven Tens Zone Blitz is: What's uh, better or worse, the Lions' offense or the Lions' defense? Jack, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So. As as you phrased, is the Lions' offense as good as the Lions' defense is bad? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious question, right? Because they they won forty, they lost forty eight to forty five. I think I think the Lions' defense is worse, and I think that because as good as the Lions' offense has been, I think they're still the number one in the league. They, I mean, they're still one and three for like for one thing. Obviously, if they're if they're de- like if their offense was better than their defense is bad, they wouldn't be one and three. That's that's thing one. Thing two, some of these games they haven't scored a ton of points. I mean, I like some of the, a lot of games they have, but I think it was the Commanders game. I believe 
or one of their games. Oh, geez, I'm forgetting their schedule. But one of no, it was the Vikings game. The Vikings game was what? That was a 24 to 28, 24 points. Uh, like, like, you, you, you know, I would have expected more. I would have expected more for a team who's – the offense is still good, but I think their defense is worse. I think if their defense – like, I think if their defense wasn't as bad, they would have won those games. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to agree. You can look at simply at the record, but you can look at the stats too. They are scoring about three points more than the second highest scoring offense, and they are the first. They are also the worst scoring defense. They've given up the most amount of yeah. points, and they're and they're giving up seven more points than the next <laughs> worst. They're giving up a touchdown a more touchdown. Than, the, than the next worst. That's a thirty-first. Yes. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty easy That's, answer to that yeah. question. Definitely I mean, yeah, the Lions yeah that, that's a defense. great set. Great stuff. Um, next question, Zone Blitz. I think you might have been sacked on that Zone Blitz. I'll be honest, Jack. I might have been. <laughs> you might you might have went a little long. You went one and two. I, went, I never ready this guy because you, you, you had prep. You had prep. I I should have had up with the score of that Vikings line. I thought it was Lions Commanders. I forgot which hey, one it was. Hey. One of them they won. One they lost. It ha- hey hey. It, between up. the tackles, it's, it's you know you, you win and lose in, in the preparation, you know, in the locker room before, you know. That was a. They were only rushing six, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Next question next on question. the zone blitz. Will multiple teams in the NFC East, or should I say the NFC Beast, get into the playoffs? <laughs> Me? Yeah, yes. What do you think? Yes, I think the Eagles 100% get in. Okay. Right, they're four zero at this point, and in that division and every in the conference, not as strong. They got to get in, and I think whew, it would be it would be real bold to call the Giants as being the second one. <laughs> not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. But the Cowboys with Cooper Rush, who despite being four zero as a starter, like even with that, like I have to think Tex better, hopefully. Uh, but I have to think he comes back. Cowboys defense has been looking good. Not not as good of a conference, not a super strong conference. I mean, that'll come out in the tier lists, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have so to agree. I, with I I think they're good enough. I think I think Cowboys are good enough to make it too. Yeah, I'm gonna agree, and I I don't think the Cowboys are good enough or the Giants are good enough, but together, one of them will have to be. <laughs> if you look at that, if you look at the conference, you you can I can I will list. Giants have a fourth place teams. schedule. They're three and one and have a fourth place schedule. So. Exactly. We've got we've got Eagles, Packers, Vikings, Bucks. Rams, and then you kind of have to put the Cowboys Giants in there, and that's and both of them would get in in that yeah. snare. That's seven. So if you Ugh. just put in the Cowboys, then the last I bet the Forty Niners get in one of those. Yeah, I, I, I do not believe in the Forty Niners, but we'll you see. can put they played Giants, poorly against the Broncos, but yeah, Giants, Forty Niners, Cardinals, Seattle, Detroit. I mean, these are the these are the teams that are I think uh, are in it after forget about record, just Detroit. watching them play. Yeah. Detroit is a great offense and a terrible yeah, defense, yeah, but yeah. that could work. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, zone blitz. Work for a seventh seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question okay, here. Next. Will this be Mike Tomlin's first losing NFL season in his entire tenure as a head coach? I'd have to check their schedule and see what's left, but I think yes. I think despite, I think they'll have an okay season, but with TJ Watt out for a decent amount of it, I think Minka Fitzpatrick may have been out. This past game, uh, I would have to fact check that. But especially with the kind of QB madness, I know, I know, uh, Kenny Pickett played okay. It says he has three picks, but I know at least one of those was a hail mary. Another one was was right really through the cool. dude's hands. So, so yeah, it's that. But I mean, I think rookie quarterback, like I starting starting one and three with such winnable games, with some of these games being so winnable, it's, it feels kind of bad. I mean, actually, one of the games they even won. They even beat the Bengals, but that was such a slog. I don't know. I don't feel super. I don't feel super good about them. I'm gonna regret saying this, but I also think that he will probably have his first losing season. Just between with TJ Watt being out, like you said, the defense really isn't that good. They're kind of middle of the pack, and the offense is one of the worst in the league, maybe the <laughs> worst. Um, between whatever they're doing with Trubisky and Pickett, so I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you, but apprehensively because this is Mike Tomlin and he made yeah. big bad yeah, work exactly. for a couple of years. So Yeah. <laughs> and actually one quick quick addendum, Minka Fitzpatrick was in he actually got an interception against the Jets. Uh Jets uh, at a point in that game I saw that Zach Wilson was six for eighteen. Uh he did not end that bad, but but at a point in the start I saw that. But yeah. Next uh, right. next blitz. Zone blitz thoughts the Raiders get their first win 
uh, of the season. Now there's only one winless team, the Texans, in the league. Um, but the Raiders get their first win against Denver. Any thoughts on them as a team? Uh, could they turn this season around? Uh, f- first thought, I remember earlier in this episode, you said that the Broncos are 3-1. I've now realized they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Oh, really? One, one quick addendum. Because I, I remember I was talking about, oh, like bad. I remember me making a comment, like so many bad 3-1 teams. And, and I think that's why. But either way, either way, uh, don't feel super great about it. Um, I feel okay about it. Right? The Broncos, are still, we're still 2-1. and one. They still beat the 49ers, you know. But yeah, I mean, I didn't watch enough of it, but it didn't, it, it seemed like a bit of a gnarly game. There's some of their other losses were pretty gnarly. Yep. Uh, like, like Derek Carr's not playing great and he was going to be a big part of the team. He had been a big part of the team in the past years. So, I mean, I feel, I feel, I, I feel good about it. You still want to feel good about it if you're a Raiders fan, but like, like it's not, it's not like I'm jumping. It's not like how I feel good if I was a Bengals fan after their win. You know, I feel like that's a powerful win. The Bengals did not feel this felt like a, like, oh, geez, at least we're not 4 right. <laughs> you know? Ooh, at least we're not yeah. 4 It feels like that, you know? I, can, I can't agree more just because I watched the games. And some of these games were blowouts. Some of them, they were a little bit closer, like the Cardinals game. But none of them, they look good, including this game. They just happen to be playing the Broncos, who also don't look good. Next question on the zone blitz. Uh, and the last question here to finish it off. Are the Bucks? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl contenders. I added this question simply because they got blown out against Kansas City on Sunday night. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as close as it looked if you look at the stat sheet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it has – I mean, here's here's what I think. I think that – I mean, if we're going to – if I had to pick a team coming out of the NFC right now, uh, right, I and many others would pick the Eagles, right, 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 based on how they how they've been playing. Obviously that. But I feel like to be a Super Bowl contender, I don't feel like you have to be the number one team because then there's only two Super Bowl contenders ever like yeah. in a season. So I think I think because the NFC isn't strong, and this will come out in the tier lists, uh, I mean, I, I have to say they're a contender. I have to say even with this loss, even though they haven't looked super great, they're still – I have a lot more faith in them than, than I do a lot of the other teams. I got a lot more faith in them than the Lions, you know, than, uh, than the – than the Cowboys, you know, you know, no offense, but, no, but no, like, there's definitely. a, I, I have more faith with everything. Their defense looked, looked as, as good as it can for giving up 42 points. But, uh, but you know, it's just, I feel like the chiefs are really good, right? I feel like the chiefs are definitely a super bowl contender. So, you know, a, a strong contender getting blown up by a weak contender is like, it's still possible, you know? So right. that's what I think. I yeah. think they're bad, but I think they're still a contender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah. that they're bad. I think that they're just old, and if they're if they're unhealthy, yeah. they're going to be bad. Um, but it's similar to the Rams. Like when the Rams are unhealthy, they they haven't looked good. But yeah. I'm going to say that. Yeah. yeah, I guess bad's a strong word. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say despite, uh, well, you know, in the face of Tom Brady's wife possibly leaving him, I will not <laughs> leave his side on this take. Okay, if Tom Brady's on the team. <laughs> then I'm not going to say that he's not like his team is not a Super Bowl contender. This happened for years in New England, and it's and it happened when he went to Tampa Bay. They were basically one or two plays away from being in the Super Bowl last year. I this was a bad loss, but I think that they're still contenders, and I agree with everything you said as well. So, and that's the end. I of think the they zone were, they were actually one or two games away from the conference. Because uh, it was the Rams 49ers in the conference championship. So they were one or two games away from the one or two plays away from the conference championship. Oh, you know what? You're right. I thought that it was the there Rams Bucks in the conference. I, you know what? My memory mm-hmm. is, is not doing yeah. very well on, for me today. G- uh, Jimmy G is just elite. You yeah. know, he's, he's just too good. But yeah. Um, Stat right, well, question. The, yeah, that's, that's sort of the end of our oh, segment. I'm, I'm, so I'm leading in like that's how I lead into things. Yeah, there we go. Stats question. Do you want to start <laughs> with your stats question? What's, the, what's our like yeah. score right now? Our tally, we had it somewhere. You, you put it up above. I'm up. I think one it's one to one point five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine. Yeah, yeah, I'll go mine first. So obviously, uh, Trevor Lawrence this past week had four fumbles, all of them lost. Four lost fumbles and four fumbles <laughs> this week. He accounted for five turnovers. He did not want to wear gloves in the rain or something like that. Whatever it was, a lot of fumbles against the Eagles. <laughs> Frankly. I mean, it's no one. I'm surprised the game was that close. It was as close. I mean, it's because they started out 14-0, I think. But <laughs> fine, that, that's a lot of fumbles. 
but that is not there. That is not the most fumbles in a game. I believe it is the most fumbles lost at least this, this century. It's at least the most fumbles lost this century, but there've been more fumbles this century. Just not all lost of the players. There are six with more fumbles than him, but we can just look at the top five. Uh, three of them are Super Bowl winners who in a game, in one game, have fumbled more than four times, either five times or six times. Three of them are Super Bowl champions. Champions. I'd like you to guess two of them. Two of are those these... three, each one half a point. Two, all, and I'll say two of them are turnover-prone quarterbacks. Not necessarily fumble-prone. <laughs> two of them are are turnover-prone. That's the, that's the hint. The hint is that, I mean, obviously... It, 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 we can also do it, you know, each one's worth a third. If you get all three, that's a point, whatever, you know, you know, I'll, I'll let you decide on that. And but. is this, can I, that, is this in all quarterbacks present and retired quarterbacks, like quarterbacks in the this past? Is present, is this... this is present and this is anything after, because I'm looking at stat news. This is anything after 2001. Any okay. quarterback who's played a single game, like if the game, this is based on the game itself, not the quarterback. If the game itself happened after that point, you know, whether the quarterback was, is still playing or not. It counts. I will say one of them is still playing. One of them okay. is still playing. But and do I get two? And I get two guesses, and they're each half a point. There's I'll say three. There's three. Yeah, options, yeah. I'll right? say yeah. There's three, yeah. and I'll say I'll say two. Which one's half worth half a point? Okay, this is a great this is a great question. I'm pretty sure I know one of the answers. Um, so I'm going to start with that one to see if I'm right. It. I believe I want to say it's Matthew Stafford. Is that correct? It is Matthew Stafford in 2013. Uh, I, I don't know what game he fumbled five times. One of them was lost, only one, but five okay. fumbles. So now, so now I'm starting to think back. Since 2001, I'm thinking of of uh, turnover prone Super Bowl champs. You know, I guess you it could be Brady, but I have a hard time believing it. I think of Peyton. He turned the ball over a lot when he was younger, but not when he was a Super. Well, maybe before it was he was a Super Bowl champ. So I think of Peyton. And I also he think of Drew Brees, him. small hands, short mm, king Drew Brees. Um, <laughs> and I can't really think of, I guess the only other, like something weird, like I'm thinking of, you know, maybe like Nick Foles, like a weird stat with like Nick Foles because he's a yeah. Super Bowl champ. He is a Super Bowl winning quarter. Yeah, exactly. Because this um, is not, this doesn't have to be a quarterback who's consistently in the Super Bowl and stuff. It's just one right. who has won a Super Bowl. But I, I think I'm it is starting. Go... It's not, it's not like Jimmy G or something who was on the on the bench. I'm not going to pull out one of those. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to go with with Drew Brees. I'm just gonna play the play the the stats numbers. There. I'm gonna go with Drew Brees. I'm gonna have to say no. It is Eli Manning. Oh, of Eli course. Manning. What am I there thinking? You go. It, it, turnover prone quarterback. <laughs> God. God. That was, dang it. Said. That was in t- 2007 against the Bills. What's you know what's funny though? This is this is the bonus. The the third quarterback who actually had one more fumble than either of those. Both those guys only fumbled five, f- five times. The two quarterbacks who fumbled six times are Chad Pennington and okay. for the actual Super Bowl winner, Kurt Warner. Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner fumbled six times, lost three in two thousand three. Back on the St. Louis, uh the St. Louis Rams. There who are they? Go. I thought it was the uh, Los the uh the Las Vegas Rams. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm get it. You I'm, know, you know, I'm scrambling. I I'm scrambling here because forgot where to. Write. I gotta. I'm gonna put. I got half a point there, so I'm gonna update. Oh, you gotta points, put it there. Yeah. I'm also scrambling because I I was doing that, trying to listen to you, and also trying to change my question because conveniently, my question it's was: awesome. Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over five times <laughs> this week. With four fumbles and an interception, so you close that stat muse because we might have been using the same one. I have, I had, I had two questions. <laughs> I had two questions. Um, uh, it was um, who? So I, we can do the first one, and this will be just worth one point. And um, this one's the easier one. My second one was mm. a player. Uh, players have actually turned the ball over six times in a game, um, and I think. Uh, that's happened 10 times. A player has turned the ball over six times in a game and one quarterback has done it twice. And that was Kurt Warner. He did it in 2008 and 2009. That was going to be my question. That was my hard question. Um, But also against Eli. Yeah. yeah, Jameis, Jameis Fitzmagic, Manning, Romo all have, have turned the ball over six Mm, times in a game. 
But regardless, we're going to go to five. So the actual question, and I'm not going to give you a hint. Well, we'll see how you feel. Who was the last player (laughs) to turn the ball over five times in a game? Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over five times this week. Who was the last player to turn turn the ball over uh, five times? That's a thinker. Yeah, yeah, because that's not just fumble. Like that's like that's lost fumbles and interceptions. Yeah, so yep. Yep. I gotta think. Ooh, I gotta think it's happened. Right, my my heart always tells me for a question like this, Eli Manning. It's not it's not my guess, but my heart tells me that. But he stopped playing what 2017, 2018, 20 like it was around then, twenty eighteen. So there's got to be a quarterback turning with the ball five times after that. Uh. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually still give Is you it? the I, I'm gonna still oh, give okay. you the hint. You can give me the I, hint. I was I think you're 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 kind of off because you're talking about Eli Manning. This this happened. I, this I, I know season. it's not. I no I I know it's not. And this is what I mean. I I was I was actually about to guess it. You're trying to discredit. You knew I was about to guess it, and and you're trying to discredit my guess by giving okay, me the go hint. Ahead. I was go gonna ahead. go Joe Burrow. I was going to know that Joe Burrow correct. in that week That one. is correct. You didn't yeah, even need the hint. I knew he threw four interceptions, and then I figured, hey, it's Joe Burrow. He got sacked a bunch that game. I know that. Surely, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he fumbled at least one. Of yeah. Them. If yep. he gets sacked ten times, I'm sure one of them's a fumble. Yeah, <laughs> I actually think that was my I, kind I, of thinking. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, here we go. I think that he. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he threw four picks and one fumble. So very, very <laughs> smart of you. Uh, I, I that was the easy question, and then I had the Kurt yeah. Warner question. I knew you weren't going to yeah. get, but yeah, you would have gotten it. Um, I think. Because of the six fumbles thing, so you would have been. Like, I would have. Well, I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I would have. I would have known. Yeah, yeah, I would have known. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet he, he's fumbling a bunch. I, I bet he threw some picks there. Right. That's so, all right. Well, there you go. That's we actually both got points, and I think we've tied now. There you go. Uh, I think we've tied. Week, yeah. Which that. is really nice, and uh, so that was that was a big. You've closed the gap here uh, this week, and yeah, it's a shame we came up with the same freaking question. Huh? <laughs> the same. <laughs> Same topic. We can find. Oh, are there any? Are there any any stats? Quick, 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 quick stats. Can't think so. Wait, the Eagles have the New Orleans uh, draft pick. So right now, the Eagles have a top five draft pick. Let's go, Eagles! Devastating. Devastating. That's one. Um, uh, all right. Well, that's ooh. that's about the end of the yeah. episode. So we're gonna that's wrap it. it up here. Thanks for listening. We'll should be back. Um, on Wednesday, like I said, we're going to talk about the Tua thing, and we're going to also debut Jack P's pin setters. So, yeah, I think that's it. Pins. Yeah. Thanks for nice. listening to Seven Ten Sports. Peace.